Welcome. Thank you for joining us, everyone. We shall begin our show now. Streaming from Retro Earth Studio and brought to you by We Are Storkly Conscious Brand Apparel. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Creatives Chat. I'm your co-host Rusty Hill with Retro Earth Studio and joining me is... Hey, I'm Peter from Full Spectrum Performance, co-host to Creatives Chat. Co-host extraordinaire. So tell me, Peter, who's on our show? <gasps> oh, Rusty, we have an incredible photographer, videographer, writer, rapper, just overall awesome being, James Gertie. Excited to have him on today. All right, let's bring him in the room and start our combo. I'm curious, what are some of the like latest projects that you're really excited to be working on coming up? Shoot. Um, <laughs> you had to pick I, like the top two. It's, it's so hard because in my line of work, there's so much stuff that I like can't really talk about. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I'm doing something with my man ryan van hygen very soon that it's it's unfortunate that i can't tell the story that just happened the other day that put things in place for this uh this project we're working on uh but it's it's phenomenal it's absolutely incredible um and it's it's gonna be one of the most amazing projects i put together it's gonna be a little more satirical and kind of funny but uh because that's kind of that's kind of his thing a lot of the time uh but i'm i'm really excited to put it together and then the other one that i can talk about is i have another album coming as soon <laughs> as that dude marshall records the verse i need from him <laughs> so the album's mastered with the exception of the song that i have him and chris king on uh oh dope yeah, I have every every all of my favorite artists in the town from Tane Marshall, Chris King, my dude Natural, Ryan Van Huygen's on there, Nobi's on there, Digital's on there. There you uh, go. Yeah, really, every everybody has a place on this one. Uh, and uh, it's yeah, it's the one with Jabber was amazing, but we made it kind of quick. We just made a few songs and then said let's put them out. This one I've been working on for almost two years. Oh, okay so, cool there we go yeah. so that's that depth behind it so in terms of this ongoing project do you feel like it's it's almost just like a snapshot of those two years in the in the in the present that's built it yeah um it was kind of a a return to form for me i i took a yeah. break from music up until mm. right before that uh up until like a couple months before i started on that project uh i had gone through a lot years before sobered up um and still wasn't back to confident enough or feeling like i knew what i wanted out of out of music or even art at that point and i was kind of mm. just getting back into it and that's when digital moved into uh the radio station studio and he had his own recording studio in there and he had me in to record a song that i had already had the beat for i had already had it written i had already tracked it myself i just did a bad job um and we recorded it 
and then as it just kind of kept going i kept kind of making songs reaching out to people the next one i made was with tane Mm -hmm. um and then it just kind of kept going and then yeah recently it's gotten so close to being finished and uh we finally just went through and mastered everything and uh yeah it really just feels like a return to form is like hey i'm a musician again because i didn't feel that way for a long time because i took a I took a long break, like two mm. years, not recording anything, not trying to do that at all. And, uh, you know, that's when I picked up the camera and stuff, too. But then I, mm. I realized, like, it, it was missing from my life. And so it's uh, this is the project that really represents me as an artist more than anything yeah. I've ever done. Yeah, that's that's what's up, man. I'm so excited for that. I can't wait. When is it going to drop? I need to get that verse from Marshall and master that song. So it's essentially just like another few more weeks. Yeah, I'm probably gonna call him as soon as we get done here, because uh, <laughs> and see, be like, hey, hey, can can that happen today? Um, but yeah, if you, if you, as soon as I get that, I'm also I made an album cover for it that's got it's kind of photoshopped together collage with everybody who's on the album, um, with me and the beat main beat maker I used in the center and. Then I gave it to an artist who's going to draw a representation of it because I wanted it to be hand-drawn. That's so sick. And so I'm waiting to see how that turns out. I just gave it to her the other night. And so at the end of the week, I think she said she'd have it for me. So then I'll have the artwork. I'll have the final song done. And then I can really start looking at a release date. But I do want to get it out as soon as possible. Right now is a great time to uh, put out content people are bored and need stuff to do oh dude right and i think that's something that's cool to see though is that everything is kind of aligning in this in truth it's a very transformative time just of like the planet just where we're at you know in the time frame of existence and it's interesting to see all these projects coming together for so many people where it's they finally feel like that essentially the entire existence of our lives until at this moment when like we're finally getting those reins back and really getting our strides and breaking a lot of the paradigms like you know we're seeing celebrity culture and that kind of inauthentic representation of yourself we're seeing all that stuff just kind of break away and that's just again it's just such a cool and magical time for it to really just align like this for it to be like now is when it's ready now is what you're getting going now is when everyone really feels like they're able to be themselves and i think more and more people are picking up on it and i think oh i'm just excited man just to hear that and just to know your journey a little bit like oh it's beautiful. yeah and 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 on that too because it, it reminded me of uh i saw i saw somebody say it i can't remember who it was uh but said that uh this is like the first time in history that the entire world's been experiencing the same thing at the same time because like even when there have been mass scale things, the world's never been connected like it is right now, you know? Mm. Um, And that to me, that's a a very interesting thing and why, you know, celebrity culture is breaking away. We don't rely on celebrities the way we used to, because, you know, back before the internet was as big or phones were as important. The only source of media we got was from turning on the TV or the radio and whatever was there was there. So those influencers were much more important. Now everybody's an influencer, you know? Yes. Uh, Yes. And we're all experiencing the same thing. So now we all suddenly have something in common. We could completely different sides of the world, but like 
hey, this this COVID shit, that's pretty weird, right? <laughs> you know? And and that's uh to me that's a that's a huge trip and it but mm. it so as terrible as all of this is in for so many reasons, there's a silver lining to it that like it's kind of bringing people closer together too. Yes. And I, you know, it's nail on the head, man, nail on the head. It's, it's allowing people to tap into that oneness, that beingness, that isness that we all can come to experience regardless of your method. Um, but it's something that when we all have a moment to really break the barriers of those points of separation and division that are always projected on us, especially by like, you know, the media and all these things it's, and when you have such a disconnect from that now, it's a breath of fresh air because it feels like, you know, I, I really do feel like we've been in such a contracted, you know, tense state for so long for all the different reasons of, you know, war, strife, corruption, greed, you know, all the different stuff that it's finally a moment for some to at least like release, you know, and it's another moment for others to really awaken to some of the more malicious things of our society and aspects of it. So it's very wild, man. It's again, it's a time of awakening as I see it because more people are resonating with that truth. Like we say authenticity, but it's like, it's just that profound truth, man, that it's like, we're all, we're all historically beautiful. You know what I mean? Like we're all connected, man. Like we're all beautiful, unique beings that are like you know always said just like influencers we're each of us has the power to impact and transform someone's life and i think we're finally at an age where we can utilize that and i would again life forces people's hands to either adapt or not right and like with technology we're seeing it people are still getting connected and even more so we're finally using the technology to connect with people like it's meant to like that to me is like super exciting because i'm like yes finally people are done playing candy crush all those stupid games they're like talking with their family you know they're establishing relationships they're reaching out to friends like oh it's a breath of fresh air man oh yeah it it really is and it you know in a sense it sucks that it took a a pandemic to get us here but like i I don't i you know i don't think we're gonna just revert back to what we were though i think that a lot of this stuff is gonna is gonna stay the same you know when it is safer to go out and spend more time with people uh people people are going to be a lot more communal in that sense people are really going to be wanting quality time and experience with people they care about and uh treating treating their time like it's it's a little bit more important than it was again yeah you go work your nine to five you get off you play candy crush while netflix plays in the background and uh maybe you maybe you smoke some weird weed and drink a glass of wine and that's uh that's the night and, uh, you know, even now I'm starting to get out with people a little bit more, still at a safe distance and stuff, but, you know, shot a music video yesterday, got home for a little while and just kind of kicked it looking through footage and then went out and skated around Green Lake in the middle of the night with one of my friends, uh, just cause <laughs> I mean, nobody has work in the morning, like right. let's go. And, uh, I haven't done that <laughs> stuff since I was like 16. So it's, right. yeah, it's great. <laughs> Man, that's such like a, when you look at the way it's made people really reevaluate their time and their happiness, because I mean, I'm sure the first few days, maybe even weeks is, you know, the quarantine for some people that same, just kind of maybe like lethargic lifestyle, just getting in, like binging everything that you've wanted to binge and like really getting that fix done. 
and you're still left kind of dissatisfied. You know, I've seen so many people reaching out and just doing different things that they've never done before. Just like creating things mm -hmm. that and experiencing joys they haven't gotten to since they were kids. Like it's life always kind of forces us to either put up or show up as I see it, you know? And if we don't allow ourselves to really capitalize on that energy, it's going to consume us. Cause you know, there's as much as we talk about the good, there is so much, you know, suffering and strife going on with this where I'm always grateful. You know, I think that that theme of shared experience and trauma should really emulate to gratitude because so many people didn't make it out. I, you know, just recently lost someone that I went to university with. Um, and again, you know, we're seeing suicides and overdoses on the rise. And during these times when you really lack that inner love of having creative outlets and things, you know, this, this type of transform, this, this type of transformation, this type of energy that's in the world right now is can definitely burn you and destroy things. So again, I think, I think you're right though. You know, it's definitely, definitely a point to be grateful on afterwards. And I hope that gratitude stays with people. I, I, I personally think it will, but you know, to each their own. So I only could hope that each of us always remains grateful. Oh yeah. And I think a lot of my path is, is interesting with that. It was uh, like last week I was talking to a friend and they were talking about, Oh, you remember like high school parties and stuff like that. And I was like, no man, I didn't fit into that crowd of people. I, when everybody else was at parties and just like doing that type of stuff, I was out in the woods having a fire doing some mushrooms with my friends when I was like 17 and like you know I, I sobered up when I was like just about to turn 22 um but but back then that was that was a big opening to me I was always I'm extremely introverted and in a lot of senses I don't come off that way anymore because I've been pushed to have to learn extroverted tendencies for my line of work. um but I grew up I was very introverted and I was extremely anxious all the time bad bad social anxiety and uh mm. so i didn't have a ton of friends growing up i had some but like i was a really anxious person so i really liked being alone and i did a lot of, of soul searching and just just looking inwards and being introspective and i really enjoyed the things that i could find when like looking through my mind and that's what eventually led me into messing around with psychedelics and stuff and then also led me to finishing with psychedelics and being like, I can move past those things because that was an interesting doorway to teaching me a few things. Uh, mm -hmm. But now I've figured out that I can do that stuff on my own, you know, through meditation, astral projection, uh, that type of stuff uh, now yeah. can take me really far, especially since I've found how to calm down my mind naturally and not mm. kind of have to not kind of have to like drink it down. Um, hmm. which, which was a, you know, and that was, that was a big thing was, you know, uh, throughout everything I was going through, I kind of like self-medicated with stuff. And that's what eventually ah, got me yeah. into alcohol addiction was it was, it was an easy way to make myself feel less paranoid, but not the right way to do that. Like really not the right way to do that. Um, so getting out of that and having to reteach myself all that stuff, I feel like I'm only mentally stronger. And so mm. uh, connection is about the most important thing to me. Um, and when it when it comes to anything, if I if I have a strong connection with somebody or some sense of bonding or something like 
full ride or die. Like you call me at any hour of the night and need something. I'm there like no matter what, because like I find that stuff to be really important. Like if somebody's setting mm-hmm. aside time and energy in their mind or in their life to put towards me, that's like, that's uh, priceless. You know, that's, there's, there's nothing more important than that in the world. than the fact that somebody else is willing to give part of themselves uh, back to you. Uh, so mm. I, I mm. find, yeah, so that's why I find connection to be that important. <laughs> I love it, man. No, it's this, it speaks so much to, to the heart. And I've, you know, those listening, I've gotten a chance to know Gertie and we went on a, quite the Hawaii adventure together. And that was really my first chance to really get to chat and talk. And I just always love to see how many parallels we have, not only in that, you know, you could say like the psychedelic or as I like to call them consciousness expanders. Yes. You know, it's <laughs> like you, you see this, um, you see this just kind of common thread of genuineness. And it's, you know, it seems like such a cliche word, but it's, it's a different type of sincerity. I don't think people understand that. And it's you touch base and really like put it into words in such a good way that it's, you know, that's the selflessness of people that I want in my life. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why we're in each other's lives when we cross paths in the groups that we, you know, that we intermingle with is because that, that is kind of that understanding and mutual respect that we all have for each other, because we know that it's like time is an important commodity and we've all been through so much and chewed and stewed and reflected and grown that, you know, we understand how special and grateful this gift really is called life. And I, you know, to really put yourself out there and to speak your heart and to just be your most genuine self, like it just puts so much weight into why I vibe with you and rock with you, man. Like, cause again, it's all about connections. And I think I learned that lesson the hard way. Cause I had the opposite journey, you know, as a kid where it's, I had a lot of like superficial friendships and a lot of just more so being out there because for me, it was again, like my home life, I, my, I had more of like a hostile home life. So for me, it was more like the social circle was my escape. So I was just kind of, I was cool being around, but it it hit me in like, kind of like my early youth, um, like teenage high school years to recognize that it was like, oh, okay. So I'm, I have a lot of people around me, but I don't really have anyone that's like with me in that sense of connection, you know? And it's like, and just getting into trouble and learning those things the hard way and breaking those superficial like friendships and bonds. Like it's such a, a valuable lesson. And I'm just really curious in terms of your use and kind of like self-medication. I know you reached a point within psychedelics that, that you were like, okay, I've learned what I can. And I just, I'm just curious. What was that lesson? Like, what was that final lesson? What was that final moment? when you're like, I got this. You know, as much as I wish there was a profound, <laughs> I, I did it this one time and I was like, that's it. I got it. I'm good on these. <laughs> no, it was more like I, it was more like I took it too far. Um, mm. you know, and you can, you can hear people talk about that. I think there was a, a John Lennon interview where he talked about, Oh, the reason I stopped taking LSD was because at a point it crosses over and you start having more bad trips. And I don't really like the word, the term like bad trip. Um, mostly because uh i never did them recreationally i never did them just because it was a good time Mm -hmm. and i personally don't think they're fun to do i thought they were informative but i think there's a balance of good and bad sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's really not and you can learn from all of that uh but what it what it was was um 
I I had learned as much as I could for them by the time I was probably 19, but I would still kind of do them occasionally at festivals or when they were around just to, you know, just to see like if I could push the boundaries a little farther, maybe if I did more of them and tried them in this environment and did this, you know, uh, and they kind of continued to tell me the exactly like, like, no, you don't need this. And I, I wouldn't really listen for a while. Um, hmm. you know, and, uh, it was, it was at the point that I, uh, which is funny cause kind of the last experience that I had with them, um, was, uh, was me not even trying to do them. I accidentally dosed myself. Um, <laughs> and it was it was at the height it was at the i was at oregon country fair uh just outside of eugene Uh, i go every year i'm really bummed it's canceled this year but uh i go every year even now that i'm sober and stuff but it was the last year before i sobered up and uh i was you know at the point where i was drinking like a half gallon of vodka a day to survive like that's you know i if i didn't drink for a half an hour i'd get the shakes and stuff and Mm. uh i was trying to push through that and act like it wasn't a problem even though i was around a bunch of people and it was very obvious that i was not okay uh and i knew myself that i wasn't okay but i didn't really know how to stop without medical help i didn't you know seizures and stuff so i just kind of kept pushing because i wasn't smart enough to make that connection yet um and I kind of I kind of knew the guy that was the plug and so people would come looking and I'd go help out and he had gel tabs and I'd go get them and I'd hold them in my hand and bring them back. And then I got really really high and then I was experiencing alcohol withdrawals because I couldn't I couldn't drink when you're that kind of high on stuff like that you can't Yeah. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't get hard liquor into my stomach. So I'm now experiencing alcohol withdrawals. I'm dry heaving with my friend holding back my hair and I'm tripping balls. And that was one of the worst experiences of my entire, uh, no, it's, it's so laughable because it was like, it was six hours of like pure agony, like just the worst. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and and after that was when I was like, I really don't need this and I really need to make some differences in my life and I need to get away from drinking. Still, though, wish I would have actually known how to do that at the time. As it turns out, I didn't. And three months later, I flipped my car onto a golf course. That's when I sobered up. It was three mm. months later. Uh, I almost died and it took that and a long court battle and five years of probation, which I still have a couple years left of. But all of that turned into a blessing. Um, it, it showed me then that that's what I needed to do was get away from it. And so I still more than anything, I wanted to turn around my life, but I didn't know how to. And then the Mm -hmm. universe showed me the universe like said, no, this is, this is time it's done and put me through hell and back, but it forced me to, uh, to fix what I was doing. And I guess didn't force me. It's still willpower. I know a lot of people that, uh, even going through all of what I'm doing would still, you know, relapse and stuff like that. But that was never a part of my story. Yeah. Um, It, you know, because I I knew what I wanted. I just didn't know how to get there. And I ended Mm. up getting the help 
so that's more of the story of why I, I stopped them. And I, I never went back, you know, after I sobered up, there just hasn't been uh, a reason to, because I don't feel like there's more I can get from them after years yeah. of use with psychedelics and having that experience to top it off. Still very profound, but a little bit different than when you were like, where was the you got it moment? No, it was more like the I need to not anymore. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, be purely because the it kind of goes to what happens in life. As, I mean, it's just like my perspective, how I see things is, you know, life always gives us these opportunities to either get that new path or kind of go on a roundabout and wait until we go through another cycle of chaos until we have another opportunity to exit the wheel. And then it's like, hey, all right, I want to get out. And the fruit's only ready when it's when it's ripe. And, you know, I'm I can share that like minded, you know, it took like a severe like criminal accident for myself to like <laughs> go to jail and have it all that, you know, ankle monitor, you know what I mean? And like um, and like, thankfully, it's been long enough. I got all my stuff vindicated. But like um, it takes that free will moment to really want something different, because I think that's the, the catch 22 of life is we are open to experience so many things, but it's a game of affection. You know, it's yeah. really of that, of that love of what are we going to really invest that into and what are we really going to, you know, put above certain things. So it's always really like, what are we going to, what do we care more about in terms of certain things? And life just has a chance, like a, that loving and ironic way to humble us. And again, it's just, I think that's the shared like-minded with a lot of creatives is that we have these experiences that really, you know, have us in this position of are we going to hold ourselves accountable are we going to you know are we going to take ownership for what we have and i think when you when you overcome those like initial fears i feel like that we all experience you tap into that genuine self and that's what i feel like it's that weight's lifted you're like oh this is what is this is what it's like to be me again you know so <laughs> so entirely true and you you uh you said it very important word there that I think is accountability. Um, you you can't blame anything on anybody else ever because nobody ever owes you anything. If you don't like something, the only thing you can change about that is you and your own involvement with it. Um, and that's that's where it stays. And as soon as you start <laughs> taking accountability for everything and not blaming yourself, but being yes. like, I can do better. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's one thing I can do and that's, that's to do better. Um, then things get better and you don't, you suddenly don't have, like, I hate not being in control of things. Like I'm a little bit of a control freak. I've dialed that back to, and a lot of that comes <laughs> from my, my anxiety with things. Like I'm so anxious yeah, yeah, yeah. about everything all the time. I kind of like need to know what's going on all the time. I've dialed that back a lot because I've gotten a lot less anxious. And in big part to that is because I know exactly the things that I can control. And that's me. I can control mm. everything I'm doing all the time. And I can't control anybody else, but that doesn't, you know, I can control if I'm with them or not when certain things happen. And, uh, you know, that type of accountability and realizing that you are in control of your own life is super important to just like general happiness. Yeah, dude. And I think that's like, it's funny that you said that because um, highlighted the importance of it. Because to me, that's the real start of like, the quote unquote, like spiritual path or like the this intangible search for like, 
your truth, your happiness, your joy, your love. And it's that moment when you stop just pointing the finger. And again, it's when you recognize it's like you choose how to respond to things. You choose how to react to situations. You choose how to handle experience. You choose how to process it, reflect on it. You know what I mean? Like there's just so much of a cessation of this victimhood that I feel like really plagues a lot of our culture in just the sense that we don't really have that many opportunities to like hold ourselves accountable and fail, especially like kids growing up, man, like how important for me failure was just to learn these lessons. And if you don't have that, like, again, like how can a kid learn how to walk? You know, we fall repeatedly. So it just goes testament of your own strength and, you know, that own inner fire for more. And I think that always is what it's, it's like a separating and, you know, outlying factor of what, what I mean, how I see it like creatives that really just put out that genuine work. And I think that's one of the reasons why we got you on this show is because, you know, you're, you're putting your perspective out there and it's, and it's in so many different outlets. And I think that's the cool thing about, you know, from the rapping and the writing to just the visual, you know, just so many things you could do with just like photos and videos. Like it's insane, man. Well, I think one thing that, I find always does kind of separate people's lives from really achieving their dreams and doing what their heart joys is the ability just to make things happen. And I'm curious, like, did your kind of just drive to just take action on things is to get yourself out there? Did that come from any experience or was it more so just something that you've always done naturally? I think in part, that's something I've always done naturally is uh, I was always the type of person in like a workplace, which is funny because like as far as school was concerned, I was terrible at school, terrible grades, dropped out of college, all that jazz was not in that. But as far as like workplaces were concerned or things I was passionate about, no matter what I like, I never said I can't do something. I just figured out a way to do it. Even if I had to ask somebody yeah. for help, it was like, I'm getting this done at all costs. And I think that just carried over into, you know, what I'm doing now. If somebody comes to me with, hey, I want to do this. It's like, okay, let's, let's, let's do that. There's like no question about it. It is possible. Um, and so that was, you know, when I first went through everything and sobered up and I was just starting to work for this radio station, that was what I really did there. I worked for free. I did volunteer work for them uh, seven days a week for like an entire year. And I, and then it was, and then it was more down to like five days a week for the net for the second year. And now it's, you know, I do less for them now because I'm doing a lot of my own stuff. Uh, but I did volunteer work for them seven days a week for like a year, uh, because I thought it was cool. It was giving me opportunities. And when, when I would do something well, that was rewarded with more things to do so i would just keep doing those things and i would just keep working hard and i would never question it and i just kept going and uh like i i love that type of stuff too like i i, I just like being able to get things done i like feeling accomplished for uh for getting things done um oh yeah yeah so uh, that's that's kind of where a lot of that comes into play. Like I've always been that way of just kind of like a go-getter for stuff. Um, 
Yo, don't you think that's like kind of an interesting avenue of like the the kind of the way the ego of the human experience works in a way? Because it's like the egoic force of like the anxiety would it you you said it earlier how it was like your issue was that you wanted the control because it's like you want to still do things because you always like to act, but it's the control. But when you really just let go of all those expectations and just let it be from the heart, everything just started. That's like true. It, that's it's true. so cool to see it, dude. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. But in a in a roundabout way, if I'm the one doing the things, then I'm in control, though. Yes. And so that feels good too, because yeah. like then you know if I'm not relying on outside sources for stuff and I'm relying more on myself, then there's nothing to worry about. Dude, you know, I, love so it, it, it connect, I love yeah, it, man. Connect. Yeah, it connects all of that stuff together. <laughs> Well, it's cool to see because it's like the moment it was committed, like your whole life. I mean, I didn't realize that your time frame was like a year and a half, dude. I didn't realize that all this started to go and pop it off like that. That just makes it even more like inspiring and just it validates so much of what I feel like we all come to learn and know naturally is that just like when you really just dance your dance, the whole world's just like, hey, they finally got it. Yeah. No, no. And that's that's the thing exactly is like. Uh, you find that right pocket and you start doing things right. And the, the time isn't, isn't even a thing that it, things just happen. Um, you know, there, that's why there's no use waiting around for stuff. If you want something, make, make it happen. It's in your power to make it happen. Sometimes there's things that aren't in your power, but there's always something else that is. There's literally no good excuse to ever wait for something. There are great excuses for resting and relaxing and purposefully and consciously doing less. But if yeah. you're waiting for something to happen to you, that's you're thinking about it wrong. That's such a good way to put it, dude. Yeah, man, because if you're going to catch yourself sleeping if you're waiting. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, you, you of all people know, like, just like the arbitrary nature of time itself, that it how many minutes you know can last like an eternity and how many just go by like seconds so question from rusty i did have questions but i don't think so anymore <laughs> <laughs> i got it you know there's like so much i understand now that it's uh and what i really got though was the comfortability if that's the word that how comfortable you were discussing it not that you had to make up an answer for anything, right? Or I have to think about that, or you weren't worried about looking good, right? Oh, I got to look good, or, you know. And so I think that's one of the problems with a lot of talk shows, that people are more concerned about how they look than actually just sharing the truth of what, how it is. This is just Facts. how it is. The fact that you are who you are today, in spite of all that, like that made you who you are today. Like you have a greater appreciation of life for that. You have a greater appreciation for relationship. You have a greater appreciation for time and how you invest your time, who you invest your time with, right? And so that was really the, I think my greatest takeaway is like, yeah, because when I first got into recovery, I was lost and confused. I was like, mm -hmm. like I thought I was gonna lose my creative edge um, or my innovative edge, actually. I didn't hmm. really consider myself a creative at that time, but I was extremely innovative. And, um, and so when I got into the acceptance mode of just how it is, like, this is just it, this is who I am. Uh, hmm. Cause I, you said it, 
in a way, but I, I think I'm just going to put a little closure on it. The best way it was put to me is that um, you remove the drugs, you remove the alcohol, you still have the problem while you drink and use in the first place, right? Those are kind of <laughs> symptom of the problem. Like, oh yeah, I have a drinking problem. No, you have a living problem and the symptom is you drink. <laughs> <laughs> it, like it, exactly. It's a... All of that stuff is just a Band-Aid. It just happens yeah. to be a bad Band-Aid. Like, it's one that the package was already ripped over and some dirt got in there. And, like, it's it's yeah. not I'm an ideal put some mud Band-Aid. on this cut. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it'll kind of it do the job for a while. But when you try and take it off, it's going to be way worse than it was before. Yeah. Uh, but what, and, typically what yeah. most people do, just put another Band-Aid they on put, top. Just keep put more. piling Band-Aids. You got 30 Band-Aids on your arm because you don't want to rip off the first one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So you, you, you handle it very well. And, and I thank you because it just re-inspired me because that's in the rearview mirror now. Mm. Yeah. Like, that was, good Lord, half my life ago. A, ne- a different life ago. Right. Yeah. And so... That's the inspiration I want to share is this book, uh, Richard Bach. What I wanted to read was just open up the first page. There's a quote by him, and it says, I gave my life to become the person I am right now. Was it worth it? And that's how we're going to leave the show, people. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for joining us. It's been another insightful episode of creatives chat that concludes this episode of creatives chat thank you for watching join us every thursday at 3 33 p.m pacific daily time as creative minds get together and chat about who knows what thanks again to our sponsors for making this show possible